Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. Hallelujah. Just lift your voices with your spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Just the mention, just the name Jesus changes the atmosphere. Just his name moves the molecules of the air. someone in here this morning, maybe a couple of you, during worship, during this time, I don't know how to describe it, but you have not felt worthy and in some ways almost feel shame, but the love of God has touched you right now. The love of Jesus has touched your heart, but yet you're mindful of shame and disappointment, and you don't feel like you should even be in this place right now. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Okay, I see your hands. There's something happening in the spirit for you right now. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has rewritten your history. Hear me now. Those of you that raised your hand, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Your history is rewritten. The old is passed away. It's all brand new. It's rewritten. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands up again. The reason I, I'm struggling is I, 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 the Lord wants to minister to you, and just my mindset goes, we need to lay hands on you, but you don't need hands laid on you. The Spirit of God is touching you right where you are. So lift your hands. The name of Jesus has changed the atmosphere just for you this morning. The blood of Jesus has rewritten your history. You're brand new, you're not the same. You're not the same. 
Say this with me. I'm not the same. I'm new. I'm new. I'm new. The blood of Jesus made me new. That's a brand new reality for some of you this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Okay, I sense in my heart, and I could, I could be wrong on this. You know, I'm human, so I could miss it. But for one of you, I don't know that you're born again. I don't know that you've asked Jesus into your life. If that's you, now's the time. You just sense the love of God. The blood of Jesus has rewritten your history. Now you just got to take that book home. The new book, I mean, the rewritten history, that's your book. He's got it all written for you. It's all brand new. It's all ready for you. You just got to take that book home. If you're in here this morning, you've never received Jesus as your Lord, would you raise your hand? It's the love of God drawing you right now. It's the love of God. Are you in here? Well, then if you're online, because see, that's the thing we have to be aware of now too. This message is going out pew, through the airwaves. Someone online, you've sensed the love of God. You just call out to Jesus where you are. Jesus, I need you. I want that book. I want that book of my rewritten history. It's, it's that simple. Jesus, I take what you've done for me, the blood that has cleansed me. I'll take it. I want it. And I'll take that new history. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. Oh, we worship you, Father. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, well, what's he doing with that tongues thing? What's he doing there? I'm just searching my inward man. Tongues is the language of the born-again spirit. So when you pray in other tongues, you're... you're you're taking your spirit man and you're grabbing a hold of the Holy Spirit and you're having a communication and he's letting me know he's letting and he'll let you know some things that are going on that's what I'm doing right now hallelujah thank you father thank you father thank you father okay I last night I called some things out that were in my spirit, and I didn't quite know how to handle them because here's the thing about the love of God. When you call something out, you don't want to embarrass anybody either. God's not into that. He's not wanting to embarrass someone. But here's the thing. You have to balance embarrassment with redemption. You have to balance embarrassment with freedom. Do you understand what I'm saying? So... With that being said, here's something I want to say. Um, there's, there's maybe a couple of you in here, you've, you've struggled with um, lingering addiction issues. You've got Jesus in your life, but there seems to be a struggle once in a while for you that, you know, I'm like, ah, ah, I don't know how to. You don't know what to do about that. Uh, the Lord wants to help you this morning. There's power available for you. You've done what you've been asked to do. And this I want to say, good job. That's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Good job. And I can hear some of you, but you don't understand where I've messed up. You don't understand where I've fallen. You don't understand where I've fell. It doesn't matter. 
He's saying, good job. You've done a good job. Now he wants to help you with the lingering issues. If you're in here right now and, and that speaks to you, I want to pray for you. Come on up here. Don't let embarrassment. Listen, you're going to be totally free. It's complete freedom. This is power, power being made available to you that you didn't have yourself. This is what the blood of Jesus does. He crushes the yokes, the heaviness, the weight, the chains, those things that, that and you know what I'm talking about. It's like you go to run and like wham, you hit the end of that chain. You know what I mean? This is what the anointing does, is it crushes, destroys to powder those chains. That's what's going to happen right now. Okay? So no guilt. Woo! This is Freedom Day. You already heard, he's well pleased. Listen, he's well pleased. He's well pleased with your journey. He's well pleased with your journey already. He's happy with you. Woo. All right. Thank God. Whew. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Okay, I, don't, I just, I'm just going to release. I, there's nothing in me, you understand? I just, I, just, I just know the Holy Spirit. And he said from his word, lay hands lay hands on so I do that in faith in obedience to his word because when you do that then heaven's released that's how faith works you do what he says then faith works so he just said today the chains are broken to powder so that's what's going to happen when we lay hands on you okay all right lift your hands up hallelujah some of you I'm going to be up here some of you I'll be down but well no we'll just go here thank you father in the name of Jesus, Brandy, come here, right here. In the name of Jesus, broken in the name of Jesus, I come against those forces of darkness that have lingered no more over this body in the name of Jesus. Body, you respond to the power of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I take a hold of them. No more, no more, no more. You're free, body. You're free, body, in the name of Jesus. Her spirit's free, so now is her body. Her body is likewise free. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. And no more guilt. No more guilt in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yep. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Rewritten history. Rewritten history. Rewritten history. freedom in the name of Jesus broken broken chains in the name of Jesus destroyed in the name of Jesus destroyed in the name of Jesus she'll run and not grow weary she'll walk and not faint because there's no more chains on me thank you father in the name of Jesus 
free, 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 free in the name of Jesus. Free, 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 free in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I need you to look at me. There's something that, that plagues you once in a while. Because it just did when I laid hands on you. It plagues you about, uh, how do I say this? What you think the mistakes are, you think there's no recovery from the results of the decisions you've made. You know, for example, I was divorced once. I had two kids involved in it. There was, there was uh, wreckage. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. The wreckage bothers you. Here's something right now. You, you, I'm going to give you an action of faith because sometimes the devil brings up wreckage to you. What you're going to have to do is say, no more wreckage here. We're going to pray for you. I'm going to pray because you're free. These chains... And what you're going to have to say, no more wreckage here. Because it's going to come up once in a while. You're going to know the freedom. You've got freedom. You've received Jesus. You've got freedom in your life. But then all of a sudden, he's going to come and whisper, yeah, but you can't change this. And no more wreckage here. I got a new book. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, this yoke now is broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. Broken and destroyed in the name of Jesus. No more lingering effects in Jesus' name. No more lingering effects in his mind either, God, in the name of Jesus. Complete restoration and freedom and wholeness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you've been told, if you've been told that things uh, get changed up here from, from drug use or whatever, this is just an organ. And it's healed too, just like the other parts of the body. There's no more lingering effects. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let the devil lie to you. You hear me? You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. You're healed. Your brain is healed. Your brain is healed. Your brain is healed. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus so worthy, so worthy, so worthy not to carry chains anymore. They're not yours to carry. They're not yours to carry. They're not yours to carry. You don't deserve them. You don't deserve them. Oh, I need something heavy. Anybody got a heavy coat? Anybody got a heavy coat? Huh? There we go. That'll work. Okay, I want you to feel the difference here now, okay? You've been packing stuff. You've been packing stuff. And the Lord's saying, you don't deserve it. Give it to me. I've taken it, and these yokes are destroyed. Now, you're going to see the difference. You're going to see the difference right after this, right now. Because this is what's happening. The yoke is destroyed. This power is broken. And here's what's happening right now. Okay? You feel this? He destroys it in the name of Jesus. The power of God. You feel the difference? You're free. You're free. That's what you deserve. Freedom. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you now.
for the anointing, breaking the yoke in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let me see your hands. Oh. Oh, glory to God. Same thing. Where's that coat? Can I have that coat back? This is what's called right here. Let me, let me explain this. When Paul said, I came in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. So this is the demonstration. The anointing that releases you is the power. So here's the demonstration so you can see what the anointing does. See, the chains about you is what you're getting free of right now. You had to feel it in the natural to know what it's doing to you in the spirit. You have a new history. You have a new freedom. And the yoke, in the name of Jesus, is destroyed in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Let's keep that coat. I'm going to, this just works. I'm gonna, you guys stay here. I want to show you the same thing. You see that coat? Okay, Brandy, will you pull on his on the coat here? Pull on, pull down on it. For some reason, I've got to do this to you too, because it seems heavier for you. It seems worse for you in your mind. Well, in the name of Jesus, these yokes, these bonds of iron, are destroyed in the name of Jesus. No more being held by this in Jesus' name. Put that coat on him. This is what the devil brings. You understand? The devil brings this. And he wants to do this to you. Yep. Don't let the devil do this to you. There you go. There you go. There you go. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, man. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I got to share this story. This is for you. You got to hear this. I see, I was an alcoholic and I did drugs. And when I got saved, I went home and I broke my bong and I dumped my dope down the toilet. I dumped a 30 year old bottle of whiskey, or not whiskey, tequila, down the drain. And I watched the worm go bloop. And you know, and part of your mind, part of your mind goes, whoa, that's the prize, right? Stupid. The world is so stupid. So I dumped it down. Now, I get Jesus in my life. I got free. I got the power of God in my life. And I'm excited, man. I'm going along and I'm talking to people about Jesus. And this person looks at me and they said to me, and this is what happens sometimes. They looked at me and they said, you're nothing but a drunk and a druggie and that's all you'll ever be. Now, I had a split second, split second to decide to agree with them and what the devil said or to agree with the word said about me. It was a split second. And here's what I said. I said, no, I'm not. And I'm looking at him. I'm looking. I said, no, I'm not. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's for you. That's for all of you. But this is for you, man. You're new. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. And don't let anybody look at you and say, you're nothing but a drunk and a druggie and that's all you'll ever be. No. 
Now, here's what happened. You'd think you'd be like, woo, light come on, right? You know what they did? Spit right in my face. I wiped it off my eye, and I walked away, knowing that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and that they can't change. That's why they spit in my face, because they couldn't take it away from me. In the name of Jesus, hold your head high. Hold your head high. The yokes are broken. You're no longer in bondage. Look at the new day ahead of you, for it's bright. It's bright. It's bright. A future and a hope I have for you. A future and a hope I have for you. Thank you, Father. One more word of encouragement. And I don't know why this is. Where's that coat? Watch out for the people that are around you. Because they want to come over and say, hey, man. Hey, man. Where you been? Hey, man. Missed you. Hey, man. Come on. Where you been? And you got to take and do this. That ain't me. That ain't me. Don't let the people around you put those back on you again. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. But sometimes they want to put some things back on you that don't belong. There'll, be, there'll come a day when you can help them. And you can help most by learning how to pray in the Spirit. That's where you'll help them first. Okay? Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Freedom, freedom, freedom in the name of Jesus. That yoke broken in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Broken in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Where's that coat again? Who did not, who, who didn't get this coat? Right here. You got to feel this. This is the demonstration. You don't, because see, we don't see things, right? We, there's things we don't see. So you have to have a visible, visible demonstration. This is what you're free from. This is what you're free from. That's why you're so tired sometimes. Father, refresh him. Refresh him in the name of Jesus. A refreshing in the body. A refreshing in the body. Didn't understand why he was always tired. Give him that newness in the body, God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay, let me see this. Go ahead and put it on her shoulders. Come here, Brandy. Hold down. This is what you're free from. No more to be held by it. <laughs> free, 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 free. <laughs> That's the new book. It's a new book. You got a new book. Okay. Yank it down. Yank it down. Yeah, there we go. Okay, not so, you can let up a little bit. Now you get it. Now you get it. No more chains on me. This is your this is your action of faith right there. There we go. There we go. See, sometimes we have to have an action. Thank you. We have to have an action of our faith. The Lord will minister something to you in that regard. You know, just there was something here by the Spirit. You know, you, you shrug it off. I don't know. Shrug it off. It's an action of faith. 
you're declaring to the devil what the word of the Lord was spoken to you today. When he comes with an opposite word, that's where you go. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we give you glory, God. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for the new stories that are being written right now in the name of Jesus. For the new stories that are being written in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, because you all have a new story. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys can be seated. Praise the name of Jesus. You can all be seated. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I might have you back up. These guys are awesome. Glory to God. Well, there's something I need to share this morning, and I struggled, I'll be honest with you, I struggled with it a little bit, because I, I pastored for uh, a while, and uh, I also youth ministered for a while, but what I'm doing now is completely different than, than what I did then, and what I mean by that is there are things of heaven that can be said and released that I wouldn't have been able to do as a pastor or uh, a youth minister. So there are things, but I endeavor to obey God in delivering some things. That's why even this morning, you know, searching my heart on, on how to do this. Because one thing about the Holy Ghost meetings, um, we've been doing that now since last April. Um, in Holy Ghost meetings, one of the things is that the needs of the people are met. And when you have a need from heaven that he can only meet, you've got to have room for the Holy Spirit to be able to do those things. However, when you come to a church, there's also direction that the Holy Spirit wants to help the body with. Are you with me here? So there's, there are things that are for the body. And I, I struggled with that because, you know, I've been doing Holy Ghost meetings outside of church venues. I've been doing them in hotel ballrooms and stuff. But when, you, when you're out there, your covering is the Lord. You know, I have a man of God who, who I also submit to. But your covering in the hotel room is the Lord, and he gives direction. Well, in a church, there's a whole different vein. There, there's, the church has a a mission. The church has a responsibility. There's things that when you come in to the local body, now you join that uh, unit, if you will. You, you join that troop. Because according to the Bible, we are at war. And according to Jesus, he's going to establish his ecclesia, which is ruling, governing body. That's what church is. Church is the, is the Greek word ecclesia, or ecclesia, however you want to say it. But it's a ruling, governing body. It's not a religious organization. And that's where our mindset needs to change when it comes to uh, church and, and things of the church. It's not religion. I mean, if you want religion, there are plenty of buildings with a cross on them that you can go to. But if you want power and you want things to come alive in your life, then we have to learn how to do it the way Jesus did it. And that was Ecclesia. Ruling, governing body. And in each of those ruling, governing bodies, both local and corporate, there is rank, there is, there is uh, positions, there are stations. You know, how many in here have been in the military? Can you raise your hands? So you understand that in the military, uh, you have a post, right? And you don't leave that post until you're commanded to leave that post or you're relieved of duty, right? You have someone else that comes in and relieves you of that, of that post, well, in America, we don't have that mentality of uh, militaristic style thinking when it comes to church. 
We carry in our freedom mentality of America that we can do what we want out there when we bring it into church and we think we can do what we want in here. We can say what we want. We can act the way we want. We can treat people the way we want. We can think the way we want because I'm an American, right? I mean, it's true. We are Americans, and we are allotted certain freedoms that other countries do not have. That is true. But the country of heaven does things differently than America. Are you hearing me? Heaven is a completely different place. And once you get born again, you have now a new country. You have a new kingdom, and things are done differently there. So all we have to do is change the way we think and then begin to fall in line with, with those things. So there's a couple of things here I want to I want to give you. I'm, I'm going to uh, give you kind of a, a, an overview of the heart, really, of where I'm, where I'm, what I'm seeing. Uh, so here we see in Isaiah 14, verse 13. You don't have to go there. You can just write it down. I'm going to try to buzz through a few things here. But in Isaiah 14, 13, uh, this is... Uh, it says, talking of Lucifer, he says, for you have said in your heart, and here's the thing that I saw. Now, this church is awesome. This church is doing great. I see a healthy church, okay? But there was something said this morning which really summed it up through Pastor Rick, and he says, we are not ignorant of his devices, right? The enemy's devices. He has things to to trip us up, get us off course, cause us to fall, cause others to fall. And he'll put things in our way. And he's sneaky. He's so sneaky. He's, I mean, he'll come and whisper something. And all of a sudden, it changes the direction of everything. Because someone goes, yeah. And they agree with it. Because in their heart, they're thinking something. And he comes along and says, yeah. Yeah. And then they go over to someone else and say, you know what? Did you ever think of, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da? Huh. No, I didn't, but no, now that you mention it, and, we, and all of a sudden, now, this smoothly running vessel is now getting off course. That's called a schism in the body. In 1 Corinthians 12, we talk, he talks about the, he's introducing the gifts of the Spirit, not to be ignorant of spiritual things, and then he goes on and he talks about the unification of the body. So there is order in the body. And he's saying there should be order and uh, smoothness in the church body as well. So here he's looking at the heart because, see, there are some things that I think are stirring. This is what I hesitated doing this morning. I wanted you to see my heart in this. I'm not here to point a finger and to make any kind of correction, but I could not get away from this. That there's some stirrings that the devil has been coming and whispering. And some of us haven't been aware of his devices. We don't even recognize it as the devil, and we've got to put a stop to it because otherwise he's going to short-circuit some things that he's trying to take your life he's, I'm, in a direction. You understand what I'm saying? He's going to short-circuit the blessing that God's designed for you. So here he says, For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation and the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Hear the heart of that? First of all, he had a throne. It says here, he says, I will exalt my throne, right? So he must have had one. So in that regard, in the heart of people, you have a place of importance, no doubt. There are giftings that the body uh, has been given. There are giftings in your life. 
there are things that you're good at, those are given from heaven. So you have a throne. You have a place of authority. But what happens is uh, we tend to grab that anointing upon our place of authority, and we tend to think what Paul said, thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought. Basically what it is, it's the foot saying to the knee, I'm above you because I'm gifted. You wouldn't go anywhere without me. So now the, the foot wants to do this. I know that looked weird, huh? <laughs> so that's called a schism. That's called a schism or a division. See, what I'm, what I'm saying right now this morning is there is, there is a, God's trying to give you a flashing light. We haven't passed any barriers right now. We haven't passed anything that hasn't, that can't be adjusted and fixed and covered by the blood. You understand what I'm saying? But here's what I'm saying is here, he, first of all, he said, for you said in your heart, the Lord is saying, I see the heart. Now, your actions haven't come to a place where there's needs to be uh, a decision. Put it this way. Your actions haven't caused any kind of reward. And what I mean by that is this. If I was to stand up here like this and my actions and I just went and fell and nobody was behind me, the reward would be a concrete floor, right? Or a wood floor. I don't know what's under here. But the reward would be a concrete floor. So my actions would have brought about a result or a reward. So in this regard, as far as the heart, here's what you have to do. You might not understand everything that works, but just determine I'm not going to come against until I, I have to understand. So the heart has to be right. Think about this. Miriam and Aaron and Miriam in the Bible when they came against Moses. It was interesting because God called out all three. So God said, you three. Come here. Pretty harsh. I mean, the way he said it. If you go read it, it that's what he said. You three, right here, stand before me. Come into this meeting place. We're going to have a talk. So the Lord's addressing some things. And I know if, even a leader, I'd be like, oh, man, what did I do, God? What did I do? What did I do? You come in. There's three of them there. And he says to two of them, you've come against my man of God, whom I have placed and he said, and it wasn't pleased because he says he heard him. He heard what they said. And there were murmurings that they were spreading that was hindering the move of God and the plan of God going forward. See, the Lord hears it. The Bible said that. The Lord heard it. And so the next thing we see is he basically sets Moses aside. Now he's talking to Miriam and Aaron and Miriam. And he said, well, we know the result is that uh, Miriam became leprous, white as snow, for seven days. That wasn't because God punished her. It was a result. You follow me? It was a result of her actions. We're not there. You follow me? I'm trying to help you here. We're not there. You're not there. But I, I struggle with this because there is a move of the Holy Ghost that's happening in this country. And there's a move of the Holy Ghost that's happening in this church. And you guys have risen You've come up, you've come to a place, and so we can't be ignorant of his devices. We, the enemy is after you to stop that. So if you can see what's going on now and say, mm -mm -mm, nope, I, I don't understand it all, you hear this whisper, yeah, but what about it? I, 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 
I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't, but I'm not going to go there. That's not my place. That's not my place. See, Jesus had a place. In John chapter 1, let's, in fact, let's go there. I've got to show you something. Jesus was our example of an anointed man, or excuse me, a man anointed of the Holy Ghost. So we think that Jesus could just go anywhere and do everything he wanted because, you know, Jesus was God. Right? We have that mentality. But here we see, uh, let's see here, in verse, John chapter 1, let's start in verse 8. It says, but he was, uh, he was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of the light, speaking of John, that the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Now, the word own there is a very important word, because it means his own things or his own domain. So Jesus had an area of operation. He wasn't allowed to go to the whole world. He came to his own people. So there was a group of people that he spoke to. And then he came to his own domain, which is his area of operation. That is where he was able to operate under the anointing. That's when he was led to these other places, when he was led to the pool of Bethesda, and there, was, there were sick people there. He stepped over a whole bunch of them to get to one guy because he was led by the Spirit in his domain among his own people. You see in this, there is even Jesus followed order. And then he said, I only do those things that I see my Father do. So he just acknowledged someone above him. Now, here's the thing about here in the book of John. Notice he says, uh, John is saying, I am not that light. Now, here's the thing about John. John was there first. You got to think of it in the natural thing. You got a man and a man. John the Baptist holding the meeting. Glory to God. Praise God. All these people coming to him. He's getting, they're getting repentance and he's baptizing them in water. And woo, powerful ministry. Things are going on. And all of a sudden, here comes this man showing up on the scene. Now, John could have said, who does he think he is? Showing up with his entourage at my meeting? People, this is not our own. This is not our stuff. We're, we're kingdom people. Whatever he taps us on the shoulder to do, it's a privilege and an honor that the king says, here's what I want you to do. Wherever God has you, it's a privilege and an honor to be serving there. So go over to Jude. Jude really quick. Now, we, we've seen this. I, I, hopefully, I can give you a, a way to stay out of that position. So the book of Jude says this. We, we, we read and, and hear uh, verse 20 all the time. The 20th verse says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. We've preached that. We've heard it preached, and we're like, yeah, we, we pray in other tongues, and we can keep ourselves in the love of God. Well, that's fine and dandy, but go look at the previous verses. There are some things that went on here. Let's look at uh, verse 5. He says, I want to remind you, though, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of Egypt... Afterward, destroyed those who, who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their proper domain, 
but left their own abode. He has reserved an everlasting chains under darkness for judgment of the great day. Now, the word for proper domain there says the angels who did not keep their proper domain, it means this, they left their, their, uh, they left their own place of designated power. We talked a little bit last night about structure in the body, how uh, Corinthians and Ephesians both talks about the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher. We didn't talk about other gifts that are mentioned because the body is, is complex, okay? So one comparison, he's given offices where there's the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher, and then there's uh, ministries of helps underneath that. Okay, underneath those. So helps is basically anything that is not of the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, teacher. You just classify it as helps. You're helping the body. So everything has an order and has a domain. Now here we see that the angels says that they left their their designated place of power. You, when you're operating within your allotted assignment, you have a designated place of power. All of heaven is available for you. So now when Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, and you've shook off all these whisperings, you shake them off, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. I push the broom, I push the vacuum, I push the mop. Glory to God, I'm filled with power. You're the person that he's going to tap on the shoulder when you're at the holiday gas station filling up, and he says, go over here, this person, want, this person is fighting with this and they need prayer, because it'll happen to you. Let me show you this. Go, go, go to... Okay, no, we can't go there. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'll just give you the example. So, the, uh, Steve, was it Stephen that prayed for Paul? Ananias, sorry. Yes, Stephen was stoned. Say, <laughs> I told you last night, I'm no theologian. I mean it. So, so, Ananias, the Bible says there was a certain disciple named Ananias. doesn't say he was an apostle, a prophet, pastor, evangelist, or teacher. He was a follower of the Lord. And the Lord said to him, said to him. So he was serving in his designated place, and power came from heaven and said, go to this man over here. He's lost his sight. He's seen you coming in and praying for him that his sight may be restored. I've called him for his blah, 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 blah. You understand the story. But see, it was Ananias in his designated place of power The power came to him. He was able to go, and thanks to Ananias, we have much of the New Testament. Because he was in his designated place. He was used by God. He set free one of the gifts of the the body, which was an apostle and a teacher. See how important it is for us to follow and stay in our place? No. Here's the thing. I hear disappointment. Oh, do I have to be this forever? No, you can prove yourself. Listen, I was demoted. I walked away from the pulpit on a Wednesday night, and it was several years before I was ever back preaching again. I'm grateful to God that I'm back doing things for the Lord. I was ready to go wherever he wanted me to do. I'll do whatever, God. You just... You want me to usher for the rest of my days until Jesus comes back? I'll do that. You want me to push a broom? I'll, I'll do that. You want me to do whatever? Now he's got me in front of teenagers. He's got me in front of you great people. There was promotion. There's more coming too. I know that. But I have to, be qualify, I have to qualify myself by being faithful in the things that he's given me. Okay? So here, let's go on really quick. 
He says, uh, uh, left their proper domain, verse 7. As Sodom and Gomorrah and cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal, eternal fire. Likewise, also, these dreamers defile the flesh, reject authority, and speak evil of dignitaries. Yet Michael, the archangel, consent, contending with the devil, when he disputed about the body of Moses, dared not bring against him a reviling accusation. So we see here that even... Anyway, we'll keep going. But these speak evil of whatever they do not know. This is the thing where, you, where we have to catch ourselves. There are things that we do not know. Let's just acknowledge that. I don't know. I don't understand everything. That's what I know. I know that I don't know. Listen, it'll save your life. See, when I stepped away from the pulpit, I said some things, just like, just like the devil did. I will start a business. I will make money. I will do this, and I will do that, and I will not be in the ministry. I will exalt my throne and make money. I will exalt my throne. I will, I will. I said those things, and it brought about death to me because I left my proper place. And one of the things that happened out of that, I've shared this story before, but my daughter was real little. She uh, was in the backyard, came out one day to hang out with me on a Sunday because I didn't go to church anymore. She came out. Uh, I don't remember why they, they stayed home, but she came out and hanging out with me. She ran to the backyard, and I hear this clunk, clunk. I look back, and here's my daughter looking at her hand like this. And uh, what had happened was she sat on a fifth wheel hitch, and the plates, where they do this, she'd put her hand underneath one of the plates, and so she sat and rocked on the fifth wheel plate and went and cut that finger off. She come running to me. I look back at her. She's holding her hand up. I turn back around. I'm watering the grass, and all she comes running screaming, Daddy! She's running like this, and that finger's just flopped off to the side. See, I left my proper place of domain, and it opened the door to some things I did not want. Now, she's got her finger today. Long story short, the Lord saved her finger. Glory to God. You know, the funny thing is, it hit me later on. I still choke up about it once in a while. Is you know how, you know, most ladies, they want this picture with their husband and their wedding ring, you know, on a Bible or wherever, and you see that? It was her wedding ring that got cut off, her wedding ring finger. Whew. I look at the, the goodness of God today, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Because, see, I left my proper place of domain. And the thing is, you don't get to choose the result of your actions. The devil is no respecter of persons, and he will absolutely wreak havoc if you allow him. Now, thank God I had a praying wife. I had a praying father-in-law. Because I told my father-in-law, you know, throughout that time period when I walked away from the pulpit, there was, death was, seemed imminent all the time. On the inside of me, I, it seemed like death was imminent. I'd be working on a roof, and I'd see myself falling off the roof and landing on my head. And I'd literally get away from the roof, and I'd, I'd just I'd set everything down, and I'd get away from the edge of the roof, and I'd say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm, I, I need your protection here in Jesus' name. I come against death. Death, you're not touching my life in Jesus' name. And then I would reluctantly go back and start doing my work close to the edge of the roof. See, I, I didn't get to choose. 
Thank God I had people praying for me. My father-in-law told me later, he said, Pep, the minute you walked away, I knew death was after you. And he says, I prayed for you and your firstborn because he was after Gavin. I didn't know that. The man of God ahead of me did. The man of God above me knew some things that I did not. And that's the thing about giftings and anointing. You know that you don't know. I don't know everything, but I know God reveals things to them. Let me recommend this book since we're on this. Here's a little commercial. Are you ready? <laughs> I recommend this book to everyone. It's a book by John Bevere, and the book is called Undercover. If you have not read that book, grab a hold of it and devour it. Okay. Where do we leave off here? Verse 10. These speak evil of whatever they do not know. And whatever they know naturally, like brute beasts in these things, they corrupt themselves. Woe to them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, have run greedily in the air of Balaam for profit, and perished in the rebellion of Korah. These are spots in your love feasts, while they feast with you without fear. Serving only themselves, there are clouds without water, carried about by winds, late autumn trees without fruit. Look at this now. Twice dead. Isn't that interesting? Well, what do you mean twice dead? Well, you were dead once, right? You received Jesus, and you become what? Born again. So you become alive again. See, the Bible says in Romans, I was alive once without the law, but then the law revived and I died. Then you get born again. So now you're alive twice. Dead once, alive twice. And then here we say, he says, these, without fruit, twice dead, pulled up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming up in their own shame, wandering stars, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Yikes. Now, remember, we're not there. <laughs> but here, here's what I'm trying to get the heart of. See what happened. There was a result that, the, that Lucifer, there was something in his heart, then he took action, and then here's the result. So now, I want to show you how to keep out of it. Verse 20. But you, beloved. He just talked about them. But now he's saying, for you, I'm believing better things. Hey, are you hearing me? For you, I'm believing better things. See, the enemy's been exposed. His devices are seen. Now, I'm not taking part in that. Mm -mm. Nope, 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 not me, not me, not me. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourselves in the love of God, keeping yourself, here's what the love of God will do. See, your flesh will scream, yeah, but this and this and this, and you don't like this, and ah. This is what your flesh will do when you see something you don't like and you want to say something, but you've heard the word that said, mm, mm not your place. But your flesh goes, but I'm gifted there. <laughs> They're doing it wrong. I can help, I can help, I can help, I can help. <laughs> Especially some of you organizers are like. <laughs> or you English teachers, when you hear us say ain't and y'all and that kind of thing. You're like, ah! like see this contortion of like. So how do you get away from it? Father, I know what I don't know. Flesh, shut up. 
that's when the power of God works for you. You watch how your flesh will just shut down. It'll rise up again and you go, In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray for my leader. In the name of Jesus. That'll, take, that'll get the devil's attention. You're like, oh, I should have left them alone. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Joy, you guys want to come up? Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to close off with this scripture. I like how this reads in the uh, uh, Passion Translation, Jude 20. Listen to the words. These are so good. But you, my delightfully loved friends. You hear the heart of that? I hope that's what you're hearing out of this. This is not a kick you in the shins type of thing I'm trying to bring this morning. I'm hoping that you see the, the devices of the enemy and how he tries to work in, in bodies. And now you can just turn it around on him. Because he says this. He says, but you, my be- delightfully loved friends, remember the... Oh, no, no, no. That's not where I'm at. But you, my delightfully loved friends, consistently and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the Spirit. Fasten your hearts to the love of God and receive the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ who gives us eternal life. That's how you can avoid these situations. Fasten your heart to the word that's preached. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost over it and that will help you in the physical struggles and the mind situations that that you fight with when leadership tries to go a different direction. It will benefit you and bless you. I'm walking in some things now that I never dreamed. My son started uh, an internship in the ministry. 18 years old, left the house. See you, Mom, Dad. Brandy warned him the other day, hey, you know that phone I pay for? Uh, If you want me to keep paying for it, you better start calling home a little more often. There's always transition in life. And where God's taking things nowadays, there is a, a place that he's going he's gonna to put you. And there will be life in it. And as you serve there faithfully, the Holy Spirit's power, I'll give you this testimony. I started to recognize this because we've recognized the gift on our pastor um, as a body, corporate believers. We've rest, recognized that he also has the gift of the apostle on his life. And we don't need, it's not kooky, it's not, it's biblical. And we've seen what the job of the apostle is, and now all of us have gotten behind it. It's incredibly, it's incredibly blessed what happens. He's now, he's got five churches that are thriving. And everyone's just flowing. I mean, there's hiccups once in a while, we have to deal with it, but it's, it's flowing and growing. So we recognized his position, acknowledged it, and started flowing with it. He makes decisions sometimes. We're like, what? But we know, we recognize the position. We're like, all right, he's hearing from God. I'm trusting God that you're speaking to him. You know what that does? It puts you undercover. Because, see, he's covered. But when you go like this, when you go, ah, no, 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 I can't, uh uh-uh, I don't know if he's going to, no. But when you go, Father, I trust you that you are 
leading him, directing him, and I know that you're going to protect me, you're going to keep me as well. Father, help me to help him function in the gift. Glory to God. Stand to your feet, please. Did you, did, is there, how do you want to close this? Okay. Okay, I'll do that then. So here's the thing about tonight. Uh, we're going we're gonna to close off. Uh, because tonight, I, the reason I struggle with this message, I was like, this isn't normally what I do. I didn't want to bring something like this. But I just couldn't get away from it. But tonight, I kind of saw in my heart, I, I believe there's going to be, we had a few, some demonstration last night of the Spirit, but I believe there's going to be more demonstration of the Spirit and of power tonight. Uh, I felt like I was released a little bit more to go that direction tonight. So t- tonight's service is kind of a big question mark. There still might be some things touched on regard this, regarding this, but I believe I got out what, I, what needed to get out, the heart of that this morning. So tonight, I believe there's some freedom to just allow the Holy Spirit to do some things that are... Uh, I don't know, outside of my wheelhouse, but definitely inside of his. So praise the name of Jesus. So tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, right? Doors open at 5.30, 6 o'clock. And you teenagers, invite your friends. One of the things about my life is I'm, I'm called to bring uh, a move of the Holy Spirit to this generation. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the way the Holy Spirit works, then you qualify. I don't care if you're 85 or 15. It doesn't matter. You're in this generation. But specifically, and more so to the teenagers. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. There's, there's a gifting there, and I just flow with it. So, glory to God. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.